1: Hey, Good Guys, welcome to behind the scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with my friend and co-host of the militant moderate Paul Michael Bolland. G'day, Paul.
2: Hello, 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 and uh, exactly, what are we talking about today?
1: Well, we can talk about a few things. One of the uh, more interesting things going on was a kid showed up at school in a KKK costume and now, is, oh yes, is,
2: is that really that interesting? I mean, well, yeah, what's I mean. interesting
1: is the, the so the neo-Nazi groups are trying to buy their way into entertainment. They've said, yeah. well the left the left wing is uh, you know, using it for um, for their political gain. I'd like to point out not very well, like if if the left wing's using it, they're using it poorly.
2: Cause well they, well, they did get <laughs> they did get Roseanne, but somehow Samantha B still walks the earth. so well, you know, it's like.
1: it's not yes, great. They got rid of a schizophrenic woman who said something stupid and somehow we control nothing in government. So clearly left wings are not doing it right.
2: Right. Yeah. Which sounds, which basically the media is just kind of just bitching and, you know, uh, what was tilting at windmills, I think is what the, this is the yeah,
1: it's congratulations. Somehow we have the higher moral ground. <laughs> um, no, like, come on people. It's because Hollywood. You know,
2: nobody, I, it, nobody has a higher moral right? high ground. It's Hollywood that, for that God's was, sake. That Jesus was really Christ. Go
1: with it. It's like their argument is we're taking the moral high ground.
2: Right, right, yeah, because we eating. take time out of our busy day <laughs> of sexually assaulting one another to let people know how they should live their lives, yes. Yeah, that's the kind that's of thing so that happens,
1: this. Well, I thought this, so I thought this thing where they're saying, like, the neo-Nazis are trying to buy their way into entertainment was bull, and then we got contacted because there are neo-Nazi groups trying to get some positive press and some product placement. Mm. <laughs> in films. wait,
2: wait, 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 wait. wait. What products do they have? Do they have their own line of bleaching products? I mean, what's going on?
1: That would be wonderful, but no. Um.
2: <laughs> I think I'm going to make up a fake label for my prop kit at some point.
1: All right, moving on. Yeah. Okay. It, it needs to be, you know, it, yeah. it's, it's Clan White Whitening Cream. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, there it Keeping is. Keeping your
2: whites whites and your colored separate. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it just writes itself. Oh, this stuff can be taken so out of context. We are so well. Scared.
1: It started with this, ah. you know the the uh, British monarchy has sold out and has you know brought in a black woman to the British monarchy. Well, Queen Isabella was black, black, and I don't mean part black. I mean she was black, black. Okay. Um, like we, you know, I'm like the 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 monarchy um, aside from the cousin marrying. <laughs> um, genetically, is you know we have. We Relatively have
2: to- pure from a family tree yeah. that doesn't fork very much. Yeah. For,
1: yeah. for a family tree that doesn't fork very much, it's got a lot of diversity. Believe it or not, Ooh. the current well, you have to look at the current prince, uh, Prince Philip, Queen Elizabeth's husband, is Greek. The uh, grandmother, Queen Isabella, was half black, half Spanish, and I mean her and her parents were was her mother was like the queen of. Um, Africa. There was they've married into the Queen of Morocco. Like it's, it's all royalty. It's all inbred, mm. but it's racially diverse inbreeding. Mm. Um, but so this is what started Still it. Creepy. Very mm. creepy. They're trying, and don't pick on my. It's, I gotta say, you know, I'm I'm a royalist. I'm a loyalist. It's how I was raised. But um for everyone writing in and saying she's the first black princess, she's not. She's not even the first black queen. Um, like, not even close. Um, and then they tried to say she's the first modern one. Then they've they've tried all of this, and then they tried to say she was the first American to marry a royal, which isn't true. Wallace Simpson uh, had the king give up the crown. So, but she's the first one that didn't get someone disowned. So there you go. That's that she can be the first of that. Um, but yeah, so the KKK, because of the marriage of the, dus- the Duchess of Sussex, mm-hmm. really is trying to reinforce that. They feel this will create more mixed marriages, so the brand they're selling is racial purity. And I'm having, <laughs> uh, seriously, I'm having an argument with this idiot on the phone, that's explaining to me. He's like, "Well, you take red food coloring, you put it in milk, it's never going to be pure white again." I was like, "Well, I prefer strawberry milk, so I'm good with that." Uh, I hate milk.
2: <laughs> it's literally just cereal <laughs> lubricant to me. Okay, you know that's it.
1: I don't know another group of, you know, another species that drinks the uh, lactation of another species. We're just special that way. But you never know
2: what happens behind closed doors. So that's true.
1: That's true. But my argument is if you're going to mess with moo juice, like that's that's not the best, uh, the best argument. Then there was an argument for racial superiority.
2: Yeah, which is silly. So moving on.
1: Sitting there, so I'm listening to these arguments, and I'm sitting. I'm like, Well, are you trying to sell me on this? <laughs>
2: like,
1: well, you know, we just We don't. I'm like, My son's black, and I'm a Jew. Keep going. Mm. Now, I didn't tell him, You know, my mom's Jewish. I'm actually Catholic. My dad was Catholic. I was raised that way. But <laughs> I can tell you, I become <laughs> very has, Jewish if it pisses other people off. <laughs> like, I,
2: I, from what I understand, <laughs> you're considered Jewish by the Jewish faith if your mother is Jewish
1: you are, and by the Catholic faith, you're considered Catholic if your father's Catholic. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. So you're, covering, I, you're
2: covering your bases.
1: Well, I almost okay. became a nun as well, so I'm just good at feeling guilty with those two religions. But it really, it really surprised me. I'm having this argument with this guy. Then he turned around and he's asking me, because um, I'd mentioned that I'd adopted kids, and he's like, well, it's not like you slept with a black guy. I'm like, no, I haven't. But I married a Filipino and I'm about to sleep With a black guy just because you said that On principle
2: Okay I can see you're a bunch of people running towards your doorway As we speak okay. <laughs> But so, that was,
1: yeah. that's where I got with this argument Is I was like you know what I'm going through just on principle
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah Moving on <laughs>
1: That's where I go with it. I'm like, this is ridiculous. And well, so the guy is ridiculous. then still trying to convince me. And I'm I'm sitting there, I'm like, are you are you really trying to get product placement? I'm like, okay, I'll make you a deal. I'm happy to put product placement in, we get to choose how it's displayed.
2: Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot of creative stuff with that yeah, yeah i
1: was really excited i was like you're gonna pay me to do product play cool i'm in give me the money for it we'll set it up and all of a sudden apparently the 180 that i took made him really uncomfortable
2: shocking all right, oh, whatever. For those,
1: for those that don't know, he product makes, placement is embedded... He advertising. Un, he
2: makes me uncomfortable. All right, whatever.
1: Apparently it was how easily he changed my mind. Um, for those that don't know, product placement is embedded advertising in film or television.
2: Uh-huh. Like uh, every time you see that really glamour shot of, say, a specific brand of beer in, say, a Michael Bay film, that's that. Please.
1: Yeah, they paid money to be in there. It helps make up part of the budget. It's damn important
2: yeah, blame Robert Redford. Mm, okay.
1: Well, smaller companies are starting to um get in on that
2: mm-hmm.
1: and do it on indie films and on radios. So really, I think product placement is a wonderful thing. It allows us mm-hmm. to have bigger budgets and make deals. Right. I've um, worked
2: with I've worked as a prop as, uh, as uh, my, I have a history of prop mastering, so I've worked with those people. I had to put stuff in there. But of course, they always wanted their stuff front and center, but can't always guarantee course. that.
1: But that's it. now, one thing you never, ever want to do, you you always want to have something, you know, Product companies pay a lot of money to things like Family Guy. They know they're going to get made fun of a little bit, and that's okay, but it has to be within reasonable bounds. If you give a producer or an executive producer or an executive or anyone complete control over how your product is displayed, um, well, then you're an idiot. So we got as far as getting together, where I'm talking to these right. guys, and I talk to their lawyers.
2: Right, but he just just for the for the record, you also you know you can you can also empathize with why, say, an alcohol company like say Jack Daniels, doesn't want their product in a movie about alcoholics.
1: Exactly, there are reasons you don't want that. So
2: yeah, <laughs> you know you don't want to have your new a uh, car run run through a bunch of kids in a horror movie you know run over a bunch yeah. of kids in a horror movie that's, that's it so uh, what, what was that?
1: Oh, that okay. was Alexis talking Fair enough. in the background so we've got this guy and I'm like okay I'll tell you what I'll do it I will do your product placement Ooh. and he seemed to think he'd convinced me he was quite pleased well we got as far as the paperwork <laughs> And Target. I wasn't, wasn't willing to budge on I get to choose how it's displayed. And, you know,
2: <laughs>
1: I was going to give them credit for intelligence.
2: Right. Yeah.
0: But
1: then their very intelligent attorney turned around and said, give us three choices and we'll choose one of the choices you choose. And I said, all I have to do is give you three. Yep, that's it. Mm-hmm. And then they signed the contract.
2: All right. Well, there was a scene in an old Adam Sandler movie called Little Nicky. It was in hell. Yeah. hell. And, uh, you know, it says, uh, hey, Satan, you're, uh, by the way, you're shoving a pineapple up Hitler's ass at 3 o'clock. Well, I don't think <laughs> it'll be a pineapple this time. So uh, there you go.
1: Yeah. So there's a word to the wise and to any of the people listening. If you are not smarter than the person you are making a deal with or you don't know as much about what you're doing, Hire an entertainment attorney. Because an entertainment attorney would never have let them sign that contract with me. But I'm sure they will figure that out and try and withdraw. Mm -hmm. But I'm happy to do it pro bono because now I have the right to display them. So my hat's off to you for the Irvine group of the neo-Nazis. I look forward to featuring you quite often in a lot of things that I'm doing.
2: Oh, there's going to be a lot of things going up a lot of asses at this point. Yeah. So, I hope um, you listen to the show.
1: Yeah. I hope you guys are listening to the show. Um, but yeah, so that's that's with the Orange County branch. They're over in Irvine and we'll be featuring them in a couple of upcoming television shows. And for everyone listening that wants to make their own show, never ever make a deal with an executive or a producer or somebody like lawyers, without knowing what they're promising you.
2: And good ones, people. (laughs) Good lawyers.
1: Because if you are, let's say, for example, (laughs) learn
2: nothing by listening to this show. We are not here to help you.
1: Well, that's not true. I've worked with small companies. Like, even Alexis puts like Griggs vacuums. In, in
2: general, stuff. you know. Yes. I've given
1: free product placement to companies that were up and comers that I liked, companies that were like green companies trying to start up. I've really helped companies.
2: Yeah. And I've got, and I put stuff in movies just because they gave me, a, gave me the product, you know? Pretty so, well, Yeah.
1: You know. But if let me, but if you're a neo Nazi, maybe don't call Hollywood. We don't like you.
2: Oh, I don't know who you would call. I mean, the scary thing is is that, I mean, I knew I was, I was on a short film, like, this was like, uh, oh my, 18 years ago, and I hope if I'm not, if I'm wrong about this, I'm very sorry to the city of Fallbrook, uh, but I we had one uh, African American member of our cast, uh, and I was told that the Grand Wizard of the KKK lived there. In this town, and Albrook is a town be- halfway between here and San Diego. There you go. So it's on this coast.
1: Well, apparently, the group at Orange County is very excited for the product placement. And if you guys are listening to the show, you are very uh, welcome. Uh, I'm Summer Helene. We are only going to
2: go host. well for them. Paul <laughs>
1: really Michael Boland, host of the Militant Moderate. And if you guys learn anything from this, know what you're buying when you buy into Hollywood. We'll be right back. <laughs>
2: streaming live the leader in internet talk radio VoiceAmerica.com.
1: can you truly be a change agent in your community we think you can tune in every week for envision with co-hosts thomas rosenberg and ronnie langer kroger G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with my co-host, host of The Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bolan. Well, I got to tell you, in the time we went on, my Twitter just went nuts. I'll deal with it later. But Shocking. apparently, white that's supremacists yeah. are listening, and they they're worried now about how I make oh, freedom. Oh
2: joy! I is made a, that a, a an, bunch of
1: uh, racist assholes.
2: That's that's not a demographic we really have to uh, no, cater fuck, to. Right, no. okay,
1: fuck them! I don't care if they listen to the show. Fuck white supremacists. And <sighs> that's money. I'd like to remind everyone every time Paul and I swear that is money for the swear jar. We give money uh, to uh, The Boys and Girls Club of America. The uh, Humane uh, fuck, Society fuck, fuck, of America. Fuck, 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 <laughs> and free MMA. Thank you so much, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever going to beat Sean Patrick Flannery. No, f- I don't want to like, try either. I mean,
2: seriously. that, 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 that Yeah.
1: That was incredible. All right, guys, I would like to welcome to the show my favorite doctor and yours, Dr. Russ. Dr. Russ, welcome to the show.
2: Thank
3: you, Summer. It's nice to be here. Thank you. It's
1: it's wonderful to have you on. You uh, came in. We were uh, talking about product placement and a whole bunch of different things, and um, now we're jumping into health and weight loss, and I've got my phone going ding, 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 and I'm getting distracted on Twitter. But I'm gonna jump straight into it, Dr. Russ. Our very first question is from Greece Monkey, in Battleboro, Burrow, Battleboro, Vermont. Is that, that does not sound like a real place. Battleboro, Vermont, I'm sorry to everyone there. I can't pronounce it. Why does some weight loss uh, medicines make you have diarrhea if you eat something greasy?
3: Well, in fact, it's a popular question. We have had this be asked to us before. Uh, There are uh, medications, both uh, prescription and uh, over-the-counter. Zenical comes to mind, uh, and then Kytosan, which is an over-the-counter preparation. Uh, I'm not saying they're not good. Uh, They uh, involve a resin. A resin is something that absorbs uh, various substances. these resins absorb fat, and uh, in doing so, they prevent the fat from being absorbed into the bloodstream. However, uh, if you eat a fatty meal and take these resins, uh, it can be, uh, it can form uh, uh, what we politely term anal leakage. Uh, <laughs> Or the diarrhea that's uh, the the listener is referred to uh, again, uh, they are effective, and uh, if if you uh, can lose ten percent of your body weight, you'll have significant uh, improvement overall in your health. So I'm not uh, discouraging people from using these these uh, these medications, but just uh, be aware that uh, they can result in anal leakage.
1: I'm going to cut in and say I discourage it. The only thing that I've seen work is Dr. Russ's New Palm Springs Diet, the under the tongue weight loss spray, and that actually worked. We have a fighter friend, um, a friend of the show. He's one of the guys. He owns our free MMA. He's a pro fighter, and he used it to cut a bunch of weight before his next fight. So, I rather than having your butt leak, try try the New Palm Springs Diet. Just
4: uh, a friendly
1: hint, people. Seriously, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> it's better. It's better than a leaky bottom. All right. Our next, and it ta- it doesn't taste bad actually. It's pretty good. Our next question is from Cancer Curious in Bozeman, Montana. Is rape, rapid weight loss a sign of cancer? Well,
3: you know, the the answer to that is yes, but not all. Uh, uh, instances are are cancer. Uh,
2: so... Don't, yeah, it don't could be a tapeworm, uh, people. So, you know, just tapeworm, yeah. See, see a doctor. The... Uh,
3: uh, that condition of rapid weight loss is referred to as catabolism. It's kind of like cannibalism. It, it's your body uh, consuming itself. And... Uh, this will happen in the instance of a, a trauma, for example, or surgery. Uh, I, I uh, have this uh, concept freshly in mind because a couple of weeks ago, I sustained a serious injury of, uh, I was, uh, I should have hired a gardener, that's what people told me, but I was repotting a plant uh, that had become root bound. I put the pottery shards on the bottom of the pot with peat moss. We soaked it, uh, put the ficus tree back in, and it, it weighed a ton. So we were using a dolly to get it over the threshold. It rolled off the dolly. I was trying to hang on to it. It crashed down. One of the uh, one of the fragments of the pot cut right through my wrist, and uh, it was thumping blood. Uh, I knew I was in trouble because my hand went and, um, Went to the emergency room and they, they sewed it up. Uh, I talked to the hand doctor and he said, you just have to wait until the feeling comes back. Uh, it did cut a nerve, but those nerve fibers are so small, it's like trying to sew back together a hair. Well, since that time, it's been about a month, I've, I've just lost 20 pounds. Uh, so that that's an example of how... Uh, you can lose weight rapidly uh, and have it not be cancer. But alluding to what Paul just said, yes, yeah, see your doctor. Uh, some of the associated symptoms, if there are any, can be a tip-off to uh, why you might be losing weight. Uh,
2: no. just, just in general, rapid weight loss, for any reason, is cause for concerns, If you're, especially if you're not trying.
1: Yeah, go see yeah, your doctor
2: Go ahead summer
1: Oh, I was saying um I, I know we talked we'd actually talked about uh, I didn't want to say on air what had happened would it happened to your hand, but now that you have I get to ask questions, do you have full range of movement back? I know it was a pretty severe injury.
4: Well,
3: yes, it was, but fortunately it's healing up nicely and uh, the emergency room physician did a good job sewing it up uh, I asked him if uh, people were going to look at and think I was trying to, had tried to split my (laughs) wrist, and he said, well, only you know the truth. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He was, uh, being, uh, uh, humorous about it, but, uh, yes, I'm doing fine, uh, and, uh, you have to have a reason to, to, uh, have rapidly, uh, lost weight, so, uh, you can discuss that with your doctor. It's not a benign uh, sort of uh, a sign, and so you want an answer for it, uh, And uh, but it's not necessarily uh, cancer. And even if it is cancer, you know, we're getting better all the time at treating it, so uh, I, uh, I don't think it's cause for any great alarm, but uh, I think you should feel compelled to uh, get an answer as to what the cause is.
1: I think that's a very, very good advice. Our last question is from Plump and Puckard in San Diego, California. I like that name. I read an article stating that drinking warm lemon water in the morning before eating food helps boost the metabolism resulting in weight loss. Is that true?
3: Well there's not a lot of literature that substantiates that claim uh it's one of those things what what harm could it do uh lemon uh can uh can uh, cause deterioration of the enamel in your teeth so uh that, that's one thing to consider on the other hand, lemon's a good source of uh vitamin c and uh if it helps you lose weight uh That's so much the better. But uh, I wouldn't advocate uh, using that approach. Uh, The vitamin C is good, but uh, you want an uh, all-around healthy diet uh, geared more towards your overall health than than it is to weight loss. And uh, if you need to lose weight, uh, you know, as in the first question, there are a lot of over-the-counter and prescription uh, medications that you can use, uh, one of which is the, uh, the New Palm Springs Diet. It's, it's uh, under-the-tongue spray, uh, easy to use, uh, very effective if you have a food craving, if you have uh, uh, hunger pang, or just b- b- before meals. Instead of I got a half gallon of ice cream. You'll only have a couple teaspoonfuls.
1: <laughs> I got. I got to say, you're so nice about everything. Saying you know, well, there are lots of different things, and da 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 da. I'm so careful if I don't know something is decent, not to, you know. Um, I I never give it the benefit of the doubt. It's it's part of the reason I do talk about your Palm Springs diet and the new Palm Springs diet. We uh, spoke with, like, Lady Gaga um, has a copy of the Palm Springs Diet because she has some autoimmune issues like I do. And, you know, she's she's using that. And I've got um, – and I know a couple of fighters are now, now want the new Palm Springs Diet because it worked for Jared. So I know there aren't a lot of side effects there. Um, there aren't any that I've seen. <laughs> And I see people getting healthier, and I think that makes a really big difference. Though I can say we've had people go looking for um, the Palm Springs diet and the new Palm Springs diet on Facebook. They try to find you guys on Twitter. I've put up links and things before, but people then go type it in Google and kind of get turned around. So. I, I do want to. I do want to say, guys, please follow the links on the page. Don't just type it in Google because it's. You. It just don't. Just. Just follow the links off the page. Um, Dr. Ross, which was your favorite question this week?
3: Well, let's see here. I like the uh, yeah. the first question. It, it's come up before, but uh, there's uh, uh, there are particularities about weight loss, and this is this is. Uh, this is one that's come up. So I'd say uh, question number one, Summer. And I want to say you're a real angel to uh, uh, say what you just did about the product. And uh, I greatly appreciate it. So, uh,
1: oh, it's, yeah, it's question
3: number one.
1: Okay. So, question number one courtesy of Dr. Russ, you'll be getting a copy of the Palm Springs Diet. Um, I can tell you, for me, the Palm Springs diet has worked. I don't get flare-ups, things like that. I used to have a lot of problems. Uh, You guys know I have lupus. I really don't get sick like I used to at all. And if I get the flu instead of ending up in the hospital, um, I get the flu for a few days. I actually have not been hospitalized since I've been on this diet and since I started going to Dr. Russ. So... um, I please use it in good health. It's It really is a great book. If you guys want a copy of your own uh, Palm Springs Diet, you can get it on Amazon.com, AuthorHouse.com, KennethRussMD.com, Walmart.com. I would say, guys, do me a favor and buy it from a um, link in the United States. I'm going to try and put up some links so it Uh, so it takes you directly there because I know you guys have sent in and found it all over the place. Somebody bought it on like Borders Books Online. I mean, you guys find some really cool places to buy it. So I'm going to put up a link and if you guys can send me links to where you found it and the most obscure places you found it, um, I Uh will give you an ATV ride or a float at um, True Rest Sedona or an ATV ride at Offroad Reynolds. That's what I'll do my giveaway. Tell me the most obscure place you found the Palm Springs Diet. Dr. Russ, thank you so, so much for being on the show.
3: You're welcome, Summer. I hope both of you have a nice weekend.
1: You too, Dr. Russ. And thank you for sharing the story about your hand. I was really careful not to say anything. I love when you share stuff because everyone asks me personal questions about you, and I try and be really careful not to answer them. (laughs) I appreciate that. Okay. Well, thank you. No problem. Guys, when we come back, we are going to be on um, with Liana. I, I, bon, I'm I'm not even trying to pronounce this last her last name. It's really terrible. Um, no, it's a great last name. We will, really we have, will have Liana, Liana
2: say her last name when she comes on the show when we get back from the break.
1: Thank you, because I've mispronounced this 415 times, and Alexis threw yogurt at me for mispronouncing it. Alexis is my mean dominatrix assistant. I'm yeah. Summer Helene. How bad did I screw
2: up Grunberg's freaking name? At the freaking yeah, you on air. Yeah, as you should. All right, they're moving on.
1: I'm Summer Helene. We are on with my co host, Paul Michael Boland, host of The Militant Moderate. When we come back, we're going to be talking about Hollywood television, what it's like for a woman in entertainment, and everything else. We'll be right back.
0: stimulating talk gets
1: those synapses in the brain firing really fast.
2: All the time, the number 1 internet talk station where your opinion counts. Voiceamerica.com. If you are interested in real estate in America's largest city or anywhere, be sure to listen for Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Although our focus is on Manhattan and other real estate markets in and around New York City, we'll have plenty of information that will help you successfully buy, sell, and close a transaction no matter where you are in the world. Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. in New York, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
4: Tune in to the Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel.
0: What defines your success? Is it success in your business, success in your personal life? Is it more money? Is it meaningful relationships? How about your passion? Listen for Taking Care of Business with host David Wallach. David's guests share their challenges and what they did to overcome them. What if you can let your passion for success lead you to your success? Taking Care of Business is broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
1: G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, host of The Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bolan. I do want to give a quick shout-out before we get to our very special guest, to Aloft Phoenix Ho- uh, Airport Hotel. We love coming out to you guys. Thank you for always taking such good care of us. True Rest, Sedona and Las Vegas for wonderful, wonderful giveaways. Aspirin Bread Mills Company does some of the gig- giveaways here. Tiny Bubbles Hair Salon in Palm Springs. They do a, an amazing job on hair. Um, Deborah Zanini Skin She does facials. Off-road rentals for our ATV giveaways. LA's Lip Squad um, by Sonia. Guys, please go through Sonia if you want that 24-hour lipstick because going through the company, um, you're not going to get the same deal you go through Sonia. So go through Sonia, much, much better deal. Spa Blend Facials. Adrian Alcantar Hair Studios for always making me look fabulous on the red carpet. Scott Haskin Music, LLC. Thank you, Scott, for that beautiful intro music where I got the naked picture of Paul with the sword hanging between his legs. And thank you to whoever sent that photo in. Um, The AZ Corpse crew. And of course, Griggs Vacuums. We give a shout out to you, even though you sponsor absolutely nothing but... You're Alexa's grandfather, so please uh, <laughs> go to Greg's vacuums, <laughs> Griggs vacuums. I would love that she slips her grandfather in there. Now, I'd like to welcome to the show a recently elected um, board member of Women in Film and Television International with 20 years in film and arts and entertainment, an innovative, creative producer, director, and writer and entrepreneur. Um, Her passion is creating television shows, documentaries, and films about travel, wine, cooking, highlighting communities, doing good work. She has owned and operated her own soundstage and production studio. She's designed a mobile app for her short showcase online and mobile film festival, which I I did not know that. That's really cool. And produced 66 half-hour episodes that aired on PBS with Southern California featuring short films around the world. Now, I'm going to butcher her last name, so I'm going to ask for uh, for us um, in advance, Liana Bonamici.
4: Well, it's actually Bonamici. And um, hi, nice to meet you. I always tell people, uh, because I'm Italian, if you use your hands, it's very easy to pronounce.
2: Oh, yeah, 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 I get it. Okay, <laughs> I, 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 I like that. Some people say I'm part Italian. If I ever busted one of my hands, I'd have a speech impediment.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Mm. <laughs> Well, it's okay. So it's Bonamici.
4: Yes,
1: I got it. Well, a pleasure to meet you, Miss Bonamici. Welcome to the show.
4: You too, Summer. Thank you.
1: No problem. We're very, very excited to have you on. You have an incredible. I mean, your your bio is incredible. You have an incredible resume. Um, I'm going to jump straight into a whole bunch of questions. I do always give okay. give the warning we do um, every time someone uses bad language on the show because Paul can't control himself. We uh-huh. give money to the Boys and Girls Club of America. We give money to the Humane Society and Free MMA. So we essentially have a swear jar that's matched by Voice America every time um, we do the wrong thing. So I, uh, I like to give that <laughs> ahead, of, ahead of time. <laughs> that, At a that girl. Morning. Yeah. So you got involved in uh, Women in Film and Television. How, I mean, that's that's a it's a very prestigious organization. How did you get involved with them? Because there are not well, a whole lot of women in entertainment.
4: Yeah, the um, I got introduced to them. I was um, getting a film and television and new media certificate at UCLA, and um, one of the students there said you should. Come with me to this women in film meeting. So we went over to the Writers Guild and watched a pre-screening of, back then it was Hope Floats. And uh, so that dates how long ago that was. Um, But I I just really thought it was um, a great place to be and to meet people and to network and see what that was all about. And when life got in uh, the way of your plans for me, my mom had passed away suddenly. My dad got real sick. They were here in the desert. Um, I needed to come out here. Um, and what ended up happening is I got involved in, I'll try to be brief here, I got involved in local production. Turned out we ended, and it's a long story to get to the fact that we then purchased an old post office building and in this little funky town and built a soundstage and production studio, the sweetest little one you ever saw. Um, in this old post office building. And when we did that, well, I started reaching out to anybody and everyone I knew uh, in the industry and said, hey, you know, there's a place to work here. And I, uh, I used to drive in, you know, at 4 o'clock in the morning into L.A. to attend some of the networking breakfast. And I just asked them one day, hey, could I, like, start one out here? And they said, well, I don't see why not. Um, so we started doing Networking breakfasts, which was what they were doing in L.A., and it uh, it just all grew from there. And L.A. was very, very supportive and sisterly and provided mentors. And, you know, I have met wonderful people through the organization. They've come out and they've spoken for our, our group. And, uh, you know, they were the ones encouraging us to... Uh, incorporate and create our own bylaws and to write them to serve the community we are in. And uh, so that's kind of how that happened. And that was 17 years ago. My
1: goodness. Now, I have to, I have to ask you, um, there are not a lot of women behind the camera. There aren't a lot of women in entertainment, uh, period. We get a lot of write-ins, especially from young girls who want to get in the entertainment industry. What advice would you have for them?
4: Um, keep at it. Learn. Um, get on anything you can get on and work hard. Um, be diligent. And if it's really in your bloodstream, you got to just go do it. I know that with Women in Film and Television International, as with the U.S. chapters, one of the things that really is becoming our strongest mission, as with the board meeting last week, um, is to really get serious about providing information and resources uh, for women and men who really want to have a solid career in the industry. And it's not all producers and directors um, and superstars. It's uh, all the other 100 to 200 people on a credits list that are getting paid good money and having nice jobs. Um, so all of that is important, and yeah, I just say persistence. Just keep at it. If it's if it's in you, go do a good job. Show up on time. Be there.
1: How do you feel about? I'm I'm gonna. I'm trying to be so diplomatic about how I say things. Um, <laughs> I, I really am. I work I'm with pretty most of the people. Are, <laughs> well, most of the guys, most of the people I work for are men. Sure, they're caricatures yeah. from the 1940s that drink whiskey mm-hmm. at you know 11 in the morning, but. Um, I, you yeah, know, I, I think
2: one of them pinched my ass at one point. But anyway. yeah,
1: <laughs> so some, of, <laughs> yeah, some of the guys I work with have been in this a long time, and they're really, um, they they always felt that you know it's not that um, women couldn't get in; they didn't feel that women wanted to or they would, and they don't see the barrier, especially the guys way high up. I'm talking about the heads of Viacom. I mean, these guys that have been doing this for a really long time miss that barrier because there are a lot of women in front of the cameras. There is, you know, a lot of women in um, assistant positions and interns and um, PAs, but there aren't the higher you get. I mean, Catherine Bigelow was the first female Oscar winner for Best Director, and that was just a few years ago. Um, and she yeah. was you know, a friend and mentor of mine. I work with Sherry Lansing, who was the first female studio head, Dev Ross, who was a first yeah. female staff writer. And these women only came into the industry themselves in the 80s. So right. there's a huge gap. The higher you get, there are less and less and less and less women. how yeah. and what, sorry, I'm sorry. I was going to ask you, how, how do you feel about that and how do you see bridging that gap?
4: Well, it, it's interesting because we were, we really had a very serious discussion on this last week with the international board. Um, it was my first meeting and the new board was sitting there and, like, hey, this is where we see the issue. Um, And and I've seen it in other industries as well where there are really a whole lot of great jobs for women, but the women don't know that these jobs are available to them. They have a perceived notion that only men can do them, and it's really not the case on many levels. So what we really think is a, a good starting point is get some research done to get some statistics out to get some information out and then and then provide ways for them to get in and go apply for these jobs and um and that also is going to take the individual's per- perseverance but education and information can really help and and not pointing fingers and and not pounding our fists it's just let's get people educated that there are good jobs available, let's let's provide some avenues for them and uh, and encouragement to empower themselves.
1: Uh, one question we're getting repeatedly asked on Twitter is, "How do you feel about the Me Too movement?"
4: Well, I it, I was not uh, affected. I um, but I I support the gals for their voice. And bravo for the voice. Um, to some, you know, I hear a lot of sides. Some are saying, oh, yeah, but it was like 30 years ago, and they knew what they were getting into. It. It's like, you know what? It isn't okay that that stuff was done, and and they felt that they had to do it to get a job. That's That's still not okay. And that perception has to change, and thankfully... Harvey Weinstein has shined an entire new light on that and I see positive change because of it. So to some degree we can we can thank him.
1: I can well, think of things. Good one though, <laughs> I, I can think of things I'd rather do to him than thank him. But yes, I see yeah, the so we, no, we, 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 like we put it. We put it like this.
2: We put it. like this. Thank you, Harvey Weinstein, for being a colossal piece of human dog shit for shining a light and help hopefully letting us solve this problem.
4: I like that uh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's. I think that was Re- very reiterating concise. the piece of you know what uh, is is fine too because mm-hmm. yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, I think it sent a wave out to anybody else thinking it was okay. Hey, guess what? It's not okay. I agree. Though
1: I do have to say I hope people don't get complacent because I know now a lot yeah. of it's um, – we've got people accusing people that have never done anything because they're wanting that 15 minutes as well. So yeah. when the pendulum that, swings too far true. in the other direction, it's not good either. But – it's still happening. I still get complaints from films that I'm involved with, from sets that I walk on. I had a guy corner my assistant. It's it's really not. Um, it's it's not over, and oh, it's no. not just women. It happens to yeah. it happens to men. It that's, happens that's, to men as well.
4: Yeah, it absolutely happens to men, and unfortunately, um, boys. Yes, in the industry, and that. Well, that's, you know, it's both boys and girls, that's about as sick as it gets. So Yeah, uh, when you're that, talking, we're that, just, they're stuff just children in
2: general. So Yeah. I know that uh, alt right-wing troll Milo Yiannopoulos has a book coming out about yeah. uh, that kind of crap that happened in Hollywood when he was out here. And at some point, Corey Feldman's going to speak.
1: Well, Corey so, Feldman right. did, did speak and actually got shushed by Barbara Walters. Over the yeah. situation, so no, no,
2: he's sh- gonna go full force. He was also shushed by, ironically enough, Matt Lauer. Lex. You know, yeah.
1: Call oh. Corey Feldman. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, okay, I'm kind of like yelling at my assistant <laughs> like, okay. in the background. Like,
4: yeah. Kari, Hi, he I heard. Just... I heard that. Um, um, yeah, we heard that too. Macaulay oh, oh, oh. Macaulay uh, was affected as well. Pardon? Mm. Macaulay um, Culkin. Macaulay. yeah.
2: Mm.
1: there are a lot of people um, young boys, young girls people inside of entertainment that were affected it's pretty common knowledge Um, but there's also a list of people you don't work with before this ever happened with Bill Cosby he was on a list we were given just never work with him by my old boss way back when he was the president of Paramount Um, he he just told me he's like you don't work with Cosby he gave me a whole list of people you don't work with and um, wow it's it's really like very open secrets and i like the the age of the internet there aren't really those open secrets anymore everything just becomes public so uh we got really off topic i'm so sorry yeah. <laughs> i wanted to talk about i wanted to talk about um you and what got you into entertainment because it's like i said it's not always a place that's open to women what got you into doing this
4: I, there was there was always something in the back of my mind that made me get a little excited about it, Um, but I had spent 10 years in the wine industry as an educator and a consultant and a buyer, and I really fell in love with the wine industry. And uh, in teaching classes and helping um, customers and people learn about wine uh, and purchase products, um, I really saw a need that still exists today. Um, People want to know about wine. And so it was my – and I was getting to a point where I had kind of exhausted um, my growth potential and uh, in the places that I worked. So I thought, well, let me go – I thought, oh, I'm going to go do some wine documentaries, and how do you reach the most people? Um, that was television at the time. Um, and so I went and started learning about how to produce and get involved. And um, one thing led – to another, and next thing you know, I'm out in this area uh, owning a soundstage and operating a soundstage for production, and then everything came through there, except porn. We did not allow porn to go uh, in the studio. Um, I would admit I'd I'd be a lot wealthier, but I wouldn't be happier, (laughs) Um, and so we saw so much, you know, I was exposed to so much uh, different kinds of producing that that really helped Uh, shaped my abilities, and then, um, you know, just started producing, producing, producing on my own. And um, that's that's really how I got into it. I wanted to produce wine documentaries. One of these days, I'm going to.
1: (laughs) Well, you need to come talk to me about that. We're always looking for a full product. There is a huge vacuous lack of product where it used to be yeah. my specialty was forcing people to take projects because there wasn't enough distribution. Now I have the opposite problem. <laughs> there's too many places yeah. for things to go and not enough content. Um, right. We have a few minutes left in the show. If people want to follow you, follow uh, Women of Film and Television, where can they find you? Where can they find that?
4: Uh, there's the Women in Film and Television International, and that's really the global Um, organization, and I must tell you, that is really cool. There is uh, Palm Springs Women in Film and Television Facebook as well. Um, uh, The the global organization, that's everywhere you, you know, our new uh, chair of the organization is from Sweden. She runs the whole Nordic division. Sweden, Switzerland, Finland, Iceland, um, Denmark, Um, and then we have our gal in Germany, and we have our gals in Vancouver, and pretty much, you know, like 18 states in the United States, and they're all connected there, Um, and they each have their own Facebook uh, account, so that's really, for a global overview, and anybody who wants to go to any of these places, You've got somebody there you can contact for crew or help or guidance or anything. And everybody's, you know, that's like, yeah, bring it on. Call me. I, you need help? You come in here? I'm, I'm here, here to help you.
1: I love that. Um, and if people want to follow you on social media?
4: Um, I have a Facebook page. I have a LinkedIn page. Um, I, I'm not the most astute at it, but I'm learning. Well, I
1: I'm will put up a link. To <laughs> your, I will put up a link to your page to make sure everyone okay. heads that way. And of course, if you guys want to uh, listen in to my co-host Paul Michael Bolin, on his show, The Militant Moderate, you can find mm-hmm. that on
2: uh, iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Uh, also, the YouTube channel. Uh, follow us on Facebook and like us on Twitter. I know I messed that up again.
1: I, it's alright. Yeah. Whatever, yeah. whatever he said. We'll put we'll put up links. <sighs> Now I know and, we did And didn't if get...
4: you want to send me a link, I'll put it through our membership and let people know about your show. Woo-hoo.
1: I will definitely do that, um, Paul Show. Well, make sure you send a disclaimer. It's Paul Show.
4: okay
1: i'll send it with a disclaimer but i i will uh i will make sure you get that link thank you so much for being on we have about one minute left what advice uh what if you could say anything to people most of our listeners are either people in the industry or people wanting to get into the industry if you had anything to say to them what would it be
4: well if you if you want to get into the industry start somewhere i don't care what it is just get in somewhere um be a PA, learn how to do it, get on some production. If you have to volunteer for a day, do that, because we all know the stories that, you know, you you show up and somebody else doesn't. Next thing you know, you're on the payroll. Um, this yep. happens all the time. So just get in there, find your way in, no matter what job it is. Um, and then then work hard, be persistent, show up on time, be somebody the producers and the production team can team can count on, and by golly, you will have a career.
1: That is the best advice I think anyone's ever given, especially in 30 seconds. I'm stealing <laughs> that clip, and that's going to need to be repeated and put everywhere. Um mm, thinking, than I can thank you. do. Yeah, that's one that's I'm thing. I'm like, that is the most cons- – that is the best – that is the – that was like – I, See, I we can't even
2: compliment it in that 30 was fantastic.
1: seconds.
4: So, yeah, thank there we go. Thank you
1: very, very much for joining us on the show. It was really wonderful to have you. I hope we can get you back on again.
4: I, I would um, be delighted, and I'm, I'm honored you asked me to do it. Thank you very much.
1: Well, thank you for being and on. And
4: if you're in Palm Springs, we want you to come speak for us, so I'll connect with you.
1: Definitely. I'd like that All very right. much. I'm Back and forth between Palm Springs and L.A. a lot, actually.
4: Great. All right, come meet the come meet the team. And we're not all women, you know. We're we we take secure men.
1: I like that. I'm a drag pull with me, guys. Thank you. <laughs> thank so. you. Yeah, it's about
2: time you had an insecure man there. So
1: there we exactly. go. Exactly. He he okay. speaks for insecure men everywhere. Um, yeah. Thank you very very much for joining us. I'm Summer Helene, guys. This is Behind the Scenes. Thank you guys for listening in. We'll be back next week. Don't forget, coming up, we have Mel Brooks on the show. We have a whole Ooh. bunch of different people. I know Paul's going to freak out the entire show. Um, we'll see you next week, and thank you um, very, very much to Women in Film and Television. Guys, check them out. Good night. Good night.